you know, over time is as we grow the team, how do I evolve as a CEO, as a leader, is instead of helping us get from zero to one, but instead getting us from one to many, and how do I enable the Leakside team to be as efficient and as effective as possible and add as much value to Leakside as humanly possible when I'm not necessarily the one calling sports leagues or calling advertisers. So figuring out how to do the things that I know that I don't know has been a huge challenge. And speaking to COVID and more recently, all the different protests and, and the killing of George Floyd, I think for a lot of listeners that have been home for the past few months, it's really hard to wake up and be motivated to go do your job, regardless of what you're doing. It's easy to feel small and so much uncertainty in the world and what the next few months are going to hold. And I've felt that a lot as well. Going back to what I was saying earlier, it's, it's just feel so lucky to be working on something that I do feel with all my heart youth sports can solve so many of the different challenges that are going on in this world. So even though COVID has halted youth sports and has been devastating to so many businesses, including ours in the short term, knowing that what we're doing could have such a bigger societal impact has been what's been able to push me through and push the team through and survive in advance and get through it to be able to continue growing when it's all over. Yeah, that's great. It's such an obvious social impact. So many corporations that are using pure charity dollars, this is one that kind of bridges the gap between both. It has social impact. It's also a very real positive benefit, depending on the company and how they do it, run the campaign. We would love to do it at some point. So we'll start thinking about that, talk about that offline as well. We ask most of the investors on the show, what's been their most memorable investment have you been actively involved in investing over the years? Anything come to mind for you? So once I was so graciously invited to come onto the podcast, I opened up a Robinhood account and started <laughs> making some trades. And I'm happy to say that in this past month, I'm looking right now, I'm up 22%. It's pretty hey, good, right? Man, you know, let's sell the company and become a hedge fund. There you go. 22% annualized is not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> you and Portnoy and Barstools, that seems to be everyone's pastime now that they're stuck at home. That's funny. And I could probably spend a whole nother hour just asking you, could you give me a quick 20 second lesson on how with unemployment rates so high and everything going on in the world, why is the market going up every day? And if you don't want to talk about that right now, I totally understand. There's the kind of simple takeaway and the longer one. The simple one is if you look at the history of the world over the past 120 years, it's nothing but consistent struggle. World wars, pandemics, like this isn't the first rodeo with pandemic. There's one 100 years ago that was way worse, the Spanish flu. It's strife and the geopolitical news flow is almost always horrible. So to be an investor, my favorite investing book is actually called Triumph of the Optimists. So to be an investor, you have to be optimistic with a long time time horizon. If you do, over the past 120 years, you've been massively rewarded. And if you compound at 8 10%, for decades, anyone can become rich. 
The challenge is you got to leave it alone. The problem with the news flow is it's always terrible. So looking at the CNBC behind you, the biggest challenge of being an investor in companies is not mucking around with it, but rather buying and holding and putting away. That having been said, if you were to ask me specifically right now, the world is sort of bifurcated 